Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on September 6th, Thursday, 2018. And uh, the Nefarium has been busy, and uh, we might possibly chalk this one up as one of my predictions that maybe is coming true. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. But first, some announcements. Um, there is no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, there is a new vid chat schedule up in the um, on the website. The next vid chat will be next Friday, not tomorrow. Uh, and then the next vid chat after that will be two weeks, of course, after that. So that schedule is up. It is subject to change at the last minute, folks. I'm sorry to keep having to do this. I'm going absolutely ballistically nuts with uh, the lack of resolution on the virtual pipe organ uh, situation. <clears throat> but anyway, um, the other announcement I have is uh, about the new book. Um, there have been a couple of complaints about the formatting to Lulu. Folks, please do not do that. The book came out as best as I could do it. There's no other way for me to do these books and format them um, and, and avoid some of the complaints that people have had. Um, when you do complain to Lulu, what they do is they take the book off and uh, of the revenue stream and they put, put it under private access. So literally, whenever you complain to Lulu about that, you're interfering with the revenue stream. Most people have liked the new format. The print is not as small. The margins are big enough. Uh, for people to take notes, which is kind of what I wanted the book to do anyway. So anyway, that's the uh, announcements. Now let's get down to business. This is an article that was shared by one of our members here. We'll call her Ms. M. Uh, and she noticed this article at Zero Hedge. I want to read four paragraphs because you'll recall a few months ago after the Italian elections, one of the predictions I made was that Italy would begin to reach out, and in fact, this was confirmed subsequently by the new Italian government, which, which said that they were going to reach out to other governments in Europe that were also fed up with the refugee policy uh, from Brussels, having to take all these uh, refugees from Syria and then uh, use the social welfare network and support them. And plus, we've seen a lot of crime happening because of this. And let's not forget the ultimate culprit here is American intervention in Syria, plus certain billionaire busybodies who have also been driving this uh, agenda. Now, I've said it before, in my opinion, the agenda is really nothing more than to submerge what's left of the bases of, of uh, Western European culture. I have entertained the hypothesis that perhaps this was being done precisely in order to create a kind of backlash uh, from the political and cultural right. Uh, time will tell if that hypothesis is true, but at least as far as the prediction that there would emerge an anti-Brussels, anti-globalist, anti uh, migration or anti-refugee coalition in Europe. This appears to be taking shape at breathtaking speed. So let me read uh, four paragraphs from this article at Zero Hedge. I will link this article on YouTube. 
and uh, also on the website. The article is authored by Alex Gorka. It is coming ultimately from a site called the Strategic Culture Foundation, uh, apparently uh, written on the 5th, so just one day ago. First paragraph says, quote, the EU is facing a real problem now that a new alliance has emerged within it. Note the words, a new alliance. The August 28th Hungary-Italy high-level meeting was a landmark event that seriously jeopardized European unity as those deep diversions divisions emerged into the open. Budapest and Rome agreed to jointly oppose Brussels on the issue of migration. Expressing their determination to take a tough stance, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban and Italian Deputy Head of State and Interior Minister Matteo Salvini hit it off, creating what CNN called a Trojan horse within the European Union. And, and stop right there. If there's any Trojan horse in the European Union, it's the migration policy coming out of Brussels and Berlin and Paris. The two agreed jointly to pursue their anti-immigration agenda prior to the European elections next May. Both slammed French President Macron for his stance on the problem. Prime Minister Orban described Macron as, quote, the leader of the pro-migration parties in Europe today, unquote. According to him, there are, quote, currently two camps in Europe as, and one is headed by Emmanuel Macron, unquote. Before that event, Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte met with his Czech counterpart, uh, counterpart Andre Babis, who is opposed to relocating refugees. Now, I'm skipping a paragraph here. There was something really important that Mr. Orban said during the press conference after the meeting with Salvini in Milan the city that gave birth to Silvio Berlusconi, an Italian member of the European People's Party, and ex-prime minister. The Hungarian prime minister, quote, asked permission, unquote, to meet the Italian official from Berlusconi, who is a long-standing friend of Russian President Vladimir Putin. So is Hungarian prime minister Viktor Orban. And Salvini? He opposes the Russian sanctions and is a member of the government headed by Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, who is expected to visit Moscow soon. While Europe is fending off the U.S. attacks and the trade war lingers on, Russia's influence is growing for the simple reason that many leaders want a friendly relationship with Moscow while defying the rule of Brussels. And let me add to that insight another insight. I suspect another reason that Europeans are turning to Russia, particularly in these countries now that have brought in uh, what we in this country would call populist governments, um, I suspect the other reason that they're turning to Russia is something that I've said over and over again, and maybe we're seeing signs that this is getting some traction, and that is if you look at the speeches of the Russian leaders, and in particular of Mr. Putin, and over the last several years, point by point, uh, they have been challenging the globalist dogma of Western globalists, Mr. Globaloni. Uh, they've been challenging the idea that you want a world run by corporations. They've been challenging particularly the idea that the nation-state is obsolescent or obsolete and that we need to move into a corporate-controlled global regime and so on and so forth. And finally, 
Russia has been very clearly standing up for its cultural roots and trying to defend and deepen them. And I think this is an aspect, these types of things are aspects that are resonating with Europeans that are fed up with technocratic policies coming out of Brussels from a group of technocrats and so-called experts that have no regard for their traditional culture, their traditional national culture. So I suspect that we're watching the fallout of Russia having played and kept playing this culture soft power card consistently for the past decade, if not more. I think you're seeing that beginning to take effect. And incidentally, I think it's going to spread uh, even all the way to this country, and, and that may be a subject for uh, a news and views in the future. Now, I want to skip to two paragraphs at the end of this article. I've been reading most of this article because it's very important. Because these last two paragraphs give you a picture of the blocks that are emerging in the EU that could indeed fracture the EU. Listen carefully. Quote, the anti-migration stance is backed by the Visegrad group, which includes the Czech Republic, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, as well as Austria. All right. Those five countries in Central Europe that stands in defense of the right to remain, listen to this, to remain national states instead of becoming part of a federalist entity led by the French-German alliance. The V4 is openly challenging the EU on its refugee policy. In July, the European Union took legal action against Poland over the reform of its judicial system. But Warsaw is backed by Budapest. Poland and Hungary have joined together in opposition to the EU bureaucracy on many issues. With the two nations supporting one another, no EU sanctions can be leveled against them. According to the European Union's Article 7, two members are enough to bring that mechanism to a standstill. The emerging anti-Merkel, anti-Macron alliance, comprising the Visegrad group, Austria, and Italy, might soon be strengthened by a country that has been known as an exemplary European Union member. The parliamentary election in Sweden will take place on September 9th, three days from now, folks. The far-right Eurosceptic Sweden Democrats are expected to win big by 18.7%, an increase of almost 50% over the 2014 election. Bookies predict an even larger win. If so, that party will hold the balance of power. The Sweden Democrats have threatened to vote down any government that does not give them a say over immigration policy. In any event, they'll play an important role in the horse trading that will follow the election. So in other words, I want you to note something here, folks. It's Eastern Europe and Central Europe, primarily countries that used to be in the Warsaw Pact bloc, plus Austria and Italy, which were outside of it, that are bucking the trend. And I think, again, this is, is because there is a 
cultural resonance now that's beginning to have an effect coming out of Russia. Now, this is not going to change Poland overnight. The Poles distrust the Russians for very obvious and good historical reasons. But I think you're going to see this Visegrad alliance expand now. If, if the Sweden Democrat Party takes the kind of election results that is being predicted, that's going to expand that alliance. I suspect eventually you're going even to see this alliance uh, cobble together something with the uh, Dutch and, and with the German and French political parties that have been resisting this. The key, one of the key nations here to be watching is Spain, because again, we've seen a new government come into power there, and that government, I suspect, may not be long for this world. Spain is facing very similar problems. So the pressures on France and Germany, uh, I don't think this, this current European Union in its current form is going to survive. But uh, whether or not that prediction is true, it's looking like my prediction about an alliance and a turn toward Russia might be coming true faster than I could possibly have imagined it. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. Remember, no vid chat tomorrow. It will be a week from tomorrow that we'll begin uh, the September vid chat. Please, please do keep checking on the schedule. This may change again at the last minute. All right, that's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.